Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, dude, I'm back in Pennsylvania. You are back in Colorado. You're still in Colorado. How's your week going, man? Yeah. (laughs) It's going good. It's going good. Uh, It's finally nice out again, so that's... I don't know. There's something about the weather and making my my uh attitude much better about the day i think that's what it is you know what i need i need a good deck that's what i don't have i need like yeah. a really good nice deck that's in the sun and i could just work for my deck all day but don't have it yeah yet. you do need a nice deck i don't have a nice deck either but i also have a house that is just uh it's a ranch so it's a single story so if i did do a nice deck it would be as high as my roof which could be cool Except my girls would climb on it and fall off. But I do have a nice like little back patio strip um, that one day I hope to add more concrete to and make a little bigger. But yeah, dude, being outside is what's up. Um, and I was in Colorado last week, as you know, and it just rained nonstop. It was not nonstop, but it rained a ton. I'm like, I couldn't remember a time it rained that much in Colorado like ever except maybe right after the waldo canyon fire when it then flooded because that's kind of how colorado rolls but dude what are you uh what are you excited about on this uh wednesday morning this one's i don't know if there's a ton of things i'm excited about you're just in the grind of life right now there's just a lot of things to do and you just got to get it done so that's kind of where yeah where life is sitting but dude it's good to see you face to face it's been a long time uh, yeah. We hope to record a live podcast to catch up, but unfortunately we couldn't make it work. But uh, uh, just know, sorry about Andrew that. and I have seen each other. You just weren't a yes. part of the. Those listening just yeah. weren't a part of the conversation, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but a bunch of our friends were a bunch of our old crew. Like, uh, and it was really cool. We got to hang out. I think like three times. You know, counting the one stopover, and I came to Hill City, which was super cool because. Yeah, man, that was like, you know, years and years and years in the making um, behind the scenes. And then, you know, at least three years in front in front of the scenes, in the scene. I don't know. Of actual, like, you can do in meetings and, like, community groups and all the stuff. Um, so, yeah, man, that was so awesome to be able to join you guys for worship. Um, it was really cool. It was really cool. Yeah. yeah no, and my girls not. ate a lot of the Hill City popcorn. They, uh, that's my goal. <laughs> my dude, goal was to get rid of it all. So much. I was going to try to sneak uh, it in the back of your, your car as you were leaving, but you're paying attention. Yeah. Just trying well, to get rid of it. Dude, all of those bags, like, I think there were like five bags that left the service with us and four or five the day before. The ones the day before were all eaten before oh, really? Sunday service. The ones uh-huh. on Sunday were eaten, uh, by the end of the day, Sunday, like, dude, Dang, they were okay. so much popcorn, man. I should no have sent more. No way. You could have taken them guess, home. I guess so. Uh, I just no, put it up there on popcorn. the shelf and let it get like super old. But you know, official. Here's my Hill City popcorn. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Dude. Dude. So yeah. we're in the middle of the series to get on get us yes. on track just because of time. Yes, uh, we are. We've been talking through the Lord's Prayer um, with hope and a prayer. Uh, that as we walk through this, this hopefully uh, encourages you that that's are listening um, to kind of dive into your prayer life and dive into that conversation with God and foster deeper relationship. 
let this be a genuine relationship just like you sitting across the table from a good friend catching up talking about life talking about challenges encouraging one another uh, similar things happening here in a relationship with jesus that we're hoping to foster so that's why we're going through the lord's prayer um the first week we talked through uh just the posture that you want to take as you go into the the lord's prayer we talked about I guess it wasn't last week. Uh, it'd been two weeks ago, I think. I don't know. Sorry, we've been we've been slacking on podcasts every week. Uh, we talked through our Father in Heaven, the fact that you know this is a relationship, and that's what He's hoping for, and then we're going to keep going as we talk through Hallowed be Your Name. First thoughts, Andrew. Be Your Name. My first thoughts, if I'm honest. Uh, is that, well, even before we hit record, we're like, man, we covered Our Father in Heaven, and Hallowed Be Your Name feels very similar. Uh, so, my first thoughts are like, I don't know where exactly we go with this, but here's what I looked up. Uh, because I'm like, you know, we don't really say Hallowed that often. At least I don't. Maybe you do, Josh, on your like meetings and normal work calls in life. You're just like, you know... I like Apple because it is Hallowed or no, like nobody no, says that. No, you don't. No, no it's not. It's not. Wouldn't use that word. It, it. What? I don't. Okay. Quick question. What would you use Hallowed for other than God? Anything? I, no. Nothing? Yeah. No. Holy? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not, yeah. not giving the title of holy to anyone else. But even holy is like just God other than like this place feels like a holy place. Like yeah. sometimes I feel like that. Like last week, because of when God, I, yes. Right? But every like, time I would look at Pike's Peak, I'd be like, "Man, like that's so majestic! Like God made that. God is holy. I don't know, kind of that that vibe." So here's here's some like synonyms of Hallowed because it is kind of like a church word or high church if you're a part of one of those, or uh, more old English if you're you know into that. So synonyms of of Hallowed are holy, sacred anointed, beautified, blessed, consecrated, dedicated, or divine. Um, and that's, I guess, the the hard part around it is that hallowed uh, be your name is like our Father in heaven. We know where you are. You're above us. You're greater than us. Holy or hallowed be your name. Like you are set apart. You are sacred. You are not the normal or commonplace God or thing in my life. Like, you are holy. And um, I guess, man, when I think about God's holiness, uh, it's interesting because, like, you read the Old Testament, you read the Bible in general, and God was, like, especially in the Old Testament, very set apart, very clearly holy. Like, you had to sacrifice something, or even in the time of, like, um, when... Uh, when oh man my words aren't working when the the jewish people were wandering around uh, the desert god would be very clearly set apart either as a pillar of smoke or a pillar of fire in the night like he was present with them but was very much set apart he wasn't a thing they could just like touch and understand it was like only for a few people to interact with god was holy he was set apart when i pray and when I relate to God, when I think about God or pray to God, I usually do so in a very relational, direct way. 
I talk to him as God. I don't talk to anybody else in the same way because God is holy. God is set apart. But I don't think of that far awayness uh, in the way that uh, the Old Testament kind of speaks about. I think of God's very closeness, and I speak to him when I pray as like directly as possible. Does that make sense? So like, I guess that's like the the weird thing for holy with me is like Old Testament. Holy is clearly like set apart, consecrated. You need a priest. You need something in between. You can't be, you, you can't have sin when you approach God. You can't like all these things that are holy and set apart. When I pray, it, it feels different than that because the way I, I at least understand God is that, you know, because of Christ's sacrifice, we um, we can very directly relate to God. So anyway, man, that's my long first, second, and maybe third thoughts, but where are you at on this? Yeah, I think it's helpful to know, like, we're, we're going to get into the weeds here, but it's helpful to kind of put everything in its place. So God is... God is in three persons, right? We know this: God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, um, and they all play the, they all play their role uh, in how we relate to God. Um, so, for example, you know, our Father in heaven, holy be your name. You know, this is this is Father God. This is this is the Godhead. This is dude in charge. He is one hundred percent holy. Um, uh, walking into his presence uh, would cause you to fall to the ground and die instantly because of your sin. That's how holy he is. Um, not necessarily as like punishment, but like you just can't, you can't interact with that as a human being just because it's, it's that grand. It's, it's that in, uh, in, uh, impressive. It, it's that um, so different than, than us. So, right. And God is still sitting seated on the throne. We know that. Um, today. And even in the old covenant, God was always on his throne. It was his spirit that dwelt, you know, and as Andrew said, and as the ring of, or as the pillar of fire, as the pillar of smoke. Um, so God being on his throne in the majesty it is, you read through revelation, you know, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come. And that picture of what his throne room looks like, right? Yeah. Like that, that's what we're in, encountering. <clears throat> yeah. The reason we have the ability to encounter that. We, we learned this from Hebrews. We learned some other places, but Hebrews paints a pretty, you know, a pretty picture of it is because Christ is our high priest. Um, he is the go between, between us and God, the father. Uh, he is the sacrifice between us and God, the father. So when we enter into, for lack of a better term, the Holy of Holies, God's throne, um, we enter in through the, through the body and the blood of Jesus, right? That's what we get mm-hmm. into. Like, and this is where you get into crazy things. You read through mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> I don't even get into it. I was going to get into Lord's Supper stuff and communion. And <laughs> those are thoughts that are still swirling in my head. But um, sure. like we enter Maybe into we'll that. We'll go there in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. We enter, we enter into that from um, the body and the blood of Jesus. So that's kind of our connection into that holiest place, even though God is still, um, that powerful. And if we encountered him on our own, we, you know, we would succumb pretty quickly, if not like, oh, I should say pretty quickly, instantly. Um, and the only reason we don't is because of Christ mediating on our behalf. Um, we today typically interact with, 
with the Spirit, right? The Spirit is our helper, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, um, you know, speaking to us, and that's who we communicate with. That's where wisdom comes from. But He's also the helper that connects us to the body and, and the blood of yeah. Christ, which connects us to the Father. So I think that that trail is helpful to know, to at least put God in His proper place, God the Father, right? Though we can enter into the Holy Holies and, and interact with Him, um, we can't do it on our own. So I think it helps us keep proper perspective mm-hmm. of who he is and that he is holy. And uh, from the prayer perspective, like, you know, yeah. put God where God deserves to be, like honor God as God deserves to be honored. Um, like start out that way. Thank him for who he is, for what he's done. Um, like make sure you understand as you're going into prayer that you're not in control, that, that, that he's in control, which we'll get into more when we get into your kingdom yeah. come, your will be done. Yeah. But um, like, give God the honor that God rightfully deserves. Like not only has he saved you from your sins, uh, but he's holding the world together. He's created everything you know and understand. He, mm-hmm. he works beyond your best of thoughts and your best of ways. He's so far beyond yeah. all of those yeah. things. Like put God in, in the, in the place of honor that he rightfully deserves. And I think that's the big piece of, you know, hallowed be your name. And you yeah. know, we see Jesus practicing this. He does the same thing with, with the God for, with God the Father, with the at least the prayers we see recorded from Jesus. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. And I think you're right. Um, you're right on with all of that. Um, one other thing that hit me: I was listening to a podcast recently, and um, this lady was telling a story about like a very miraculous healing in her life. Um, that, like, yeah, and, and kind of how it came about. And one really cool thing out of her story was that, like, uh, my daughter's waving to you, you got to hang out with last week, um, uh, was that God God kind of told her, or she felt like the Holy Spirit told her, you need to be holy ahead of this time where they were going to pray for her and um, where God ultimately healed her. Um, so she interpreted that that as like, okay, we should fast um, for three or four days ahead of this time. Um, I should spend a lot more time praying and reading the Bible. And she also was like, I'm going to abstain from entertainment. Like, I'm just not going to watch things or, or listen to things that draw me away from God. I'm just going to like focus myself and, and my thoughts and time on him and on his word and in prayer, um, while I fast, you know, and it was cool because, you know, we think about, I, I'm quick to think about you need to be holy as something that like either God fully does in us, you know, through Christ and sacrifice um, and redemptive work on the cross, um, or as something that like isn't achievable by us. In that same way, Christ's sacrifice isn't achievable by us. It was something done for us that we didn't have power to do. But like you need to be holy feels like something that's like, um, go make a sacrifice, go cleanse yourself, something like that. But we do have regular practices like fasting, like prayer, like spending time with the Lord, you know, reading the Bible, being silent and listening, like all these normal practices in life um, that maybe just bring us closer to God or allow us to, to more properly hear what he might want to say to us um, or just spend time with him. So, um, yeah, man, I just wanted to toss that out there. Like, but I, I do agree. Like, yeah, it's when you're praying, it's like, recognize 
God's place in heaven and recognize God's place as God, you know, is kind of a way to see like the first two lines or my way to see the first two lines of the Lord's prayer. What, uh, what thoughts do you have about that? Or what did that spark? Yeah. And I think too, like, man, it's a hard piece and you know, this is the complexity of who God is. Complex is probably not the right word, but you know, he is, he has got layers. Um, that, yeah. you know, though he is relational um, and we want to encounter God in that way, right? That's why Jesus went to the cross. Like we, we have that access now. Um, we also want to make sure that we don't lower his position or his place of honor um, because he's still God, right? He's still king. He's still in control. Um, and we want to honor that properly. And why it's important to honor that properly is because it, it puts us in our proper place. And I don't say that as a way of... Um, demeaning you or showing you less value, but, uh, it does help you in the piece of, you know, you're not in control of this life and you shouldn't be in control of this life because we see what happens when you're in control of this life. And that's true for, that's true for all of us. Um, so we want to make sure God stays in control. And if we don't put God in proper place, it's really easy for us to think we're in control and keep control. And in a lot of ways, God will let you have that, right? God will let you run your life the way that you want to run it. Um, it is the choice that you get to make um, on whether or not you want to live this life God's way or live this life your own way. And I'm not talking from a moral standpoint. I'm talking from a who's in charge, who's leading standpoint. Right. Um, and that's the piece I think that's really important because, you know, eventually you're going to get into it and you're going to talk through like, you know, God, I need you to provide in these ways, right? Give us our daily bread. Um, uh, and then, you know, the, the, um, the request that we bring before him, you know, you're, as you grow in, in your relationship with Jesus and, and understanding of who God is and keep proper perspective of who God is and his will being done, your prayer life changes in terms of what you're asking for. Um, like you, you, you ask a lot less about what you're looking for, what you want. Um, um, it's a lot less selfish and it's a lot more kingdom focused um, in terms of, Hey God, like I see this miracle happening because it's going to help progress these other aspects of the kingdom forward here on earth um, until, you know, the kingdom's fully um, realized <clears throat> when you return. But so that like the prayers start to change. It's less about, Hey God, give me an A in this class or God, let me win this game or yeah. um, God, yeah. give me this promotion. Uh, like those prayers become less and less as you journey down the road um, because you get more and more aligned with what God is desiring um, out of your life and the purposes he's placed before you and what he's desiring out of the lives of those yeah. around you. And you start to partner with him in, in those things as well. But I don't think we can get to those places unless you put God in proper position that he rightfully yeah. deserves as holy. Yeah. Different set of Yeah. And I think it switches from uh, just staying on like the, the prayer aspect. I think it maybe starts with God, give me this hundred percent on a test. Give me the A plus, you know, like give me this thing that we're almost prescribing to God. And maybe it switches or it has switched at least in my mind into like, God, would you reveal your will in this? Not would you give me a new car or a hundred percent on my test or a promotion or a whatever, but like, God, I'm pursuing this. I think it's in your will or you're at least okay with it. Um, could you reveal your will in it? Could you slam a door closed or open a door open that I should walk through? You know, um, and I'm thinking about like times I've gone for different jobs. And sometimes it's like option A, 
go there. Option B, stay right where I am. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's right. Um, and it's a big change and a big choice every time. But like, my prayer is always just like, God, please reveal your will in this, you know, and, and help me know, help us know, because I truly don't. And one of the markers of like how God's will has been revealed to me when it's not super direct, but uh, a marker. And it is like when we're pursuing a big decision or change, like finding a new church or going for a new job or something like that, um, there's a sense of, or or when we even moved to Colorado initially um, or moved back, like in praying, there's uh, a big sense of peace that either comes or discontent that comes for me, where the the closer we get to the decision or the more I sit with um, contemplating that decision, like I'll either get a huge amount of discontent, which I interpret as like, yeah, don't go that route, or a greater sense of peace as we get closer to it. And I remember distinctly when we moved to Colorado, we prayed, uh, we fasted, we asked friends to pray, family to pray, like, and and as we got closer and closer, our excitement level grew and our sense of peace grew, even though there was a ton of unknown. It's like, okay, like, we're going to go this route. We believe it's God's will, even though he wasn't like, move to Colorado. That's your what you have to do. You know, no booming voice, nothing like that. Um, but God is is holy and God is set apart. And kind of, I think when we submit ourselves as being under God will, God's will in how we pray and we seek what his will is for us, that's maybe one way to say like, you are holy, you are set apart, you are greater than me. Um, I want to know if this is in line with your plan for me or not, you know, uh, or if you have other things that, that are better or different or more impactful that I should pursue. So I feel like I did a big tangent there, but like that sense of peace or dread <laughs> builds for me as one way to reveal what's God's will in this much more than God, give me the new convertible. God, give me the new whatever, you know, like the prescribing, this is what I want. Just make it happen. You know? Yeah. No, that's good. Um, and I, and I think if, even with everything you said, like, I, I think it comes back to, uh, if you think you're in control of your own life, you know, you get to this place and sure, maybe you're not demanding those things from God in that sense. But in, in reality, if you really evaluate and take a few steps back, like that's probably what you're doing. And you're saying, God, give this to me. Um, and then you're getting in that weird world of, um, God, give this to me because I deserve it. Look at all I've done for you. And you've not given any, like you get in that crazy world of, of things and, I think it all comes back to if you don't carry proper view of who God is and who you're approaching, um, like it, it's like having a, a good father, a strong good father, I should say. Like um, there's a, a a respect and there's a level of uh, fear, for lack of a better term. Like, uh, and it's the same you know characteristics you describe God. Um, like have a good fear of the Lord. Um, it's just the proper like He could <laughs> end your life, right? Um, but because He's a good Father, we have the opportunity to approach Him. Um, and hopefully that's the type of relationship you have with your dad, and you can relate in that way, and at least to some degree. You know, not perfect, but to some degree. And I think there's that piece at play here too of like 
we, we should be approaching God because we have the ability to because of what Jesus did on the cross. Um, but while we approach God, um, though we can be relational and we can uh, talk with, we can joke, we can do all those things that relationship does, um, we still have a strong respect for who he is, the power that exists inside of him, um, the understanding of wisdom that exists all around him. Like there's that piece of it that like just stand in awe of, of who God is and what he's doing as you're approaching these things. And so often we, we get off track and this reminded me of, of uh, a thing, something James said in the book of James. Uh, this is in James four. I had to look it up. I didn't know where it was. Mm. Um, but this is James four. It says, when you ask, uh, actually let's go further back. Uh, verse two of four, you desire, but you do not have. So you kill, you covet, but you do not get what you want. So you quarrel and you fight. Um, you do not have because you do not ask God. Um, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives, um, Mm. that you may spend, uh, that you may spend what you get on your, your pleasures. Um, yeah. and I think it's a good reminder of who's in control, right? Like it always comes back to that, like who's running the show here. Um, and this is the choice that God gives you. You know, you have the opportunity to run it yourself, right? This is pride, the lack of, lack of humility, the lack of, uh, coming underneath, um, the leadership or the direction of somebody else that'd be God. Um, right. There, there's that piece at play here. Um, so if we're not putting God in his pro- proper space or his proper position, um, we start to try to control our own lives and think, God, just give me what I want. And God's like, no, like, I'm not, I'm not answering these prayers for you. One, you're not walking with me, right? You're trying to be in control of this thing, and that's not what I asked of you. Um, two, what you're asking for does not align with my kingdom purposes and where, you, where we're headed, where I'm headed. Um, like, follow me. But I think all of that comes from a root of now putting God properly where he deserves to be and trying to control your life, uh, yourself and not, you know, come under his leadership and his direction. Uh, I think oftentimes that's where we struggle. Yeah, man. I love the, the book of James because it is like straightforward like that. It's like, Hey, you're not receiving because you're not asking. And when you do ask, you're asking with the wrong motives. Like you're asking to, to benefit yourself rather than to uh, be focused on growing the kingdom and, and God's will, not your own. Um, and dude, it's hard in, in our life and our culture and probably any life in any culture to like put God and his will above us and our will. Um, he created us as, as beings that have free will. You know, that's that's what I certainly believe, um, that he gave us the ability to choose him or not choose him in how we live every day, um, every moment of every day. Um, and, and so much of that is like the wrestling with like, who is in control of your life? Uh, am I in this moment? Is somebody else or is God, you know? And there's, there's one of those choices that benefits you and everybody else around you. Um, but the other ones, you know, benefit just you in the short term or just them in the short term, but certainly not others in the long term. So I think this like submission to God and submission to his will and guidance and authority in our life is is deeply positive um, because it has positive effects on everybody around us. And like part of humility is, is being submitted, uh, being being very aware <laughs> that you are less than God, that God is, is in control and over us. Um, 
and like our culture drives us to think um, we're in control. Our needs are the most important. Our wants are the most important. And whatever feels good, do it. Mm-hmm. Man, the Lord's of pra- the Lord's prayer, as Jesus laid it out, uh, even in these first two lines, is like the antithesis to that. Uh, the first couple lines every time you pray, "Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name." Like you are greater than me. Your name is holy. You are holy. You are set apart. Like it's simple, but it's it's a way. It's actually not simple, but in two lines, it's short, but it's deep in that it kind of gets our posture right. And and this is after, in our first episode, we covered like Jesus's kind of forethought right before this of like, don't do this standing in the middle of the crowd in public, go pray in a quiet room, like your father who sees what is done um, will reward you for it, you know? And like, it's not about man's praise for how good your prayer is. This is something you do, just you and God. So, um, yeah, man, I think this this gets our heart posture straight on or right on of like, God is holy. I'm not unless he consecrates and redeems me, you know, and there are, I'll, I'll stop there. You, you jump in. Yeah. And I, and I think too, like getting practical, like how, how do you develop this skill of putting God in proper place? Hmm. Spend some time just describing who God is to God. Sure. He's God. He knows who he is. Um, but I, I think it would do a lot of work on your own heart to, to go through all the characteristics. And, you know, we just spent uh, all of last um, season of episodes. So yeah. Go back and listen to those. We just looked at the characteristics of God, but spend some time just honoring him properly. Um, like nothing else in, in the prayer for that day. Um, you're just going to spend time just telling God how awesome he is and all the ways that, um, uh, he is awesome, and I, I would I would avoid the things he's done for you, though that's a part of Thanksgiving, right? I would focus on just the characters of who he is. God, you are all powerful. Um, what does that mean to me? Uh, what does it look like that you're all powerful? Unpack those ideas. Um, God, you are um, present in all things. Um, talk through what that is, and I, I think there's a piece of that as you practice it that that's going to get to to the heart of some of these things and. Uh, maybe you get to one of those and say, God, you know, I know that, or I've heard it said, or I've read in, in your recorded word that um, you are this way, but I just don't understand that, or I don't see that, and help me see that, like talk to him through those things, um, you know, and then I think you end that prayer with God, what are the things or the lies I'm believing about you that just aren't true? Um, things that uh, I think you are, or things that you are that I don't think you are. Uh, because I've believed a lie that the enemy's, you know, passed off to me. Um, then start talking through those things. Like, you know, I, I believe that God is, you know, everything he says he is. So um, you would be in the wrong to believe opposite. But um, just because you're in the wrong doesn't mean you don't want to do the work to figure out why, right? Not, you know, just saying, well, I'm wrong and I just, I'm going to believe the truth. Sure. To some extent that's helpful, but the all reality is like, you don't really going to believe it. You're just, you're lying to yourself in the midst of it to believe it. Um, or you're going to be like, you know, fake it till you make it kind of thing. Oftentimes that doesn't happen. So dig into the, the depths of those things and wherever God may take you in those conversations, um, to, to get back, to get God back to where he properly deserves to be, um, yeah. at the, 
what is going on? I don't know what's going on inside my window right now, but there's like a bunch of people in the street. <laughs> I assume there are Uh-oh. workers in the street, but I don't know. Josh, your house is being protested. I told you yeah. putting those obscene words on the outside would not benefit you. But yeah, uh, yeah you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, it is. <laughs> dude, uh, my last my yeah. last thought, like also getting practical, and I know we've both got to jump because it's a crazy week. Um, like, Man, maybe maybe some people listening or maybe even you, Josh, can like learn something from a podcast or by reading about it like this, and then you just know it and keep it for a long time. Like God is holy. Hallowed be your name. Your name is holy. Um, for me, I can learn it, but there's a big difference between like head knowledge and heart knowledge. <laughs> like yep. I, I'd say like, my head can be like, yes, I know the answer uh, to this math test, and it is bubble C. I'll fill that in, right? There's like the right answer that you can know. Um, yes, God is holy. God is set apart. God is greater than. God is consecrated. God, you know, all of that. You can you can understand all that, or I can. But then the practice of it is where it sets in at the heart level. And I think what you were talking about of going through God's characteristics or aspects of God that are laid out in the Bible or that you hear taught about and praying and saying, like, God, I I understand this to a degree, but I don't actually understand how to live it out in my life. Like, I think that and the practice of that is something that's, that's deeply useful, you know? Um, because, man, I'm like... I'm a fast learner when it comes to knowing the right answer, but I'm a really slow learner when it comes to practicing it on the daily, you know, like, (laughs) that's why I think when God gives me like, here's your focus, here's your season, it's, it's never like six months. It's like, here's your next five years, Andrew, I want you to learn this thing slowly and over time and repetition. So you deeply know it. And God's holiness is one of those things because everything in me, the pride in me, drives against it. And it's like, of course I can make that decision without praying. Of course I can lead this thing without praying. Um, but, uh, but man, the more and more I practice it, the more and more humility actually shows up a little bit more in my life. And the more I, I believe and practice and understand that God is holy, God is set apart. Um, I'm not perfectly there yet. It's, it's a practice, you know, that's why we call it like the walk with God or a relationship with God. Cause it's not just uh, figure it out once and be done. But I guess my, my encouragement or practice uh, is, is really just to do the same thing. Practice it, ask God what it means that he's holy, ask God how, how your life should change or your decision-making should change because he's holy. Um, or ask God like, Hey, what are the areas where I'm, putting myself on the throne and making the decisions rather than you. Um, and those those questions, they're not always fun to ask, but at least in my experience, God always reveals an answer at, at his right timing to it um, when you ask that type of thing. So I'd encourage you, if you're listening, to practice that this week and I'll do the same thing. And maybe when we come back next week, we'll have some things to share about that. But yeah, man, that's my final thought. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to keep going in this series. I'm excited yeah. to talk through your kingdom come, your will be done yeah, on earth that is too. in heaven. 
next week. Um, so come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to keep this conversation going. If you have thoughts on this as well, or you're like, hey, what about this? Questions type of things. You can always email us at hello at this Um We'd love to, to talk through those things with you. Uh, Andrew, my buddy, my friend, as always, good to see you. Good to see you, my friend. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.